like this, don't come on a box score. Keenan with the kale, just give me the rock more. Weather off the glass, nothing but the net. I'ma get you set, pick and roll, we can go with the whole four. Dick Vitel, look at Diaper Dandy. NCAA with the great Andy. Homeboys from around the way, day one. My boy Ray Bishop, what's good, bro? What's up? What's up? How's it going? I mean, it's going all right. How you doing, man? I'm straight. Feel a little salty that you guys kicked it without me over the weekend, but it's, it's cool though. <laughs> well, that's your fault. You always working. Uh, y'all come out. Uh, y'all come on my weekend. That I tell y'all gotta work, but it's cool though. You didn't say anything, but all right. <laughs> you didn't do much. We just loitered and um, do some, you know, just hang around. The usual. We rented scooters, you know, right around the monuments. So before we get started, I'm going I need you to admit that back in the day, y'all was not giving change if we missed the budget on the seven. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. You tripping, you tripping. No, like if you call for it, okay. you get the ball back and you make a layup and you pass it back out. Like, if you just miss it, you can't get it back. But if you call for a layup. <laughs> if I just miss it. Okay. So I had to call for my layup. Okay, so you have I'm to call for your layup. layup. Yes. Okay, so, so I'm about to say, boys ain't never give me change back in the day. No, that's because you miss and you just stand there. You're like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you have to call for it. Call for it. Okay. As you're running towards the basket. like As I'm running towards the basket. Okay. Yeah. So you saying, so on 6 or 7, y'all was giving change when people called for it. If yeah, if you do a layup, yes. <laughs> I don't believe you. But you have to hit certain requirements. Yeah, the certain requirements. You have to have certain requirements. I would say maybe I just want to be able to give a change. Right, meet the requirements. It's okay. See, I mean, you know best, but you miss too much, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But, uh, but you a Knicks fan? So is that the wire? Are you a Knicks fan? Yeah, that's a hard question to ask. I mean, I just, you know, I picked Melo from the beginning. Like, he just, like, I, I, like, there's no real answer to that question. I just picked him when I was young, you know. Why are you a Celtics fan? <laughs> Why am I? Because I like them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, we're from, like, you know, middle of Virginia where there's no sports team at all. Yeah, and nobody so, was being like, a Wizards fan, so. Yeah, no, no one. <laughs> so when you get on 2K, you just pick a team. Like, you know, everyone picking LeBron. I was like, oh, I'm picking Melo. And, you know. You was picking Melo before, before he got to the Knicks, too? I mean, I I was, but, but, you know, when he got to the Knicks, that's when I really started using him. Like, you know, that's when I really got into basketball and everything. And I was I like, oh, Mello. that's my guy, Melo. I use him in, you know, 2K. And he played for the Knicks. <laughs> and the Knicks my team, you know. <laughs> Makes sense. I remember when we used to do fantasy drafts, you was always on um, Pick Mellow with your first pick. Always, always. <laughs> but he was nice back then. He was he's still nice. all right, but like, you know, he was nice back then. He just, he's just a role player now. Uh, but I mean, we're doing all right right now in the Knicks. I mean, you want to come back? Y'all back, I, I believe so. You won't believe me, but I say it's all because of Manuel quickly. All because of Manuel quickly. All because of Manuel quickly. <laughs> I mean, you look at the before and after, it makes sense. It's hard, yeah, it's hard I mean, to like, argue. It was like, I, I watched preseason basketball last year, right? It was like mm-hmm. the same old Knicks. Right then, Emmanuel quickly checked in. The whole team turned around. Yeah. No, he bring like an energy to with him. Like, you know, and he, he could shoot. And he shoot. And you know about the Knicks, they have no scoring whatsoever. Like, they have a problem, you know, shooting the basketball. Yeah, definitely. 
So when you actually have someone on the team that can shoot, it was like, okay, wait a minute. You're doing something now. I was quickly in college. He couldn't shoot that like his freshman season at Utah. Then he came oh, back really? to next year like a sniper out the blue. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know either. No, people just, just like they were talking about him like it was like if he like if he released the ball, they assume he's gonna go in. Yeah. I see him. Yeah. So I said freshman year, I used to watch him, but this kid is you know athletic. Well he can't yeah. really shoot or do much off and then he came back to next year just drained. I was like, oh snap. <laughs> The thing is, like, is he a point guard or a shooting guard? I mean, it doesn't really think, matter, but. I think he's more of a shooting guard, but he just, like, a little small. He's like 6'2". Yeah, exactly. He played like a shooting guard, but yeah. he could pass the ball, too. Yeah. And, like, he's still you know, he, could, he could play whatever they need him to play, basically. Right. He's still drawing, too, to give him another year or two. No, he did all right during preseason. I mean, um, summer league, I mean. Yeah, he's too good to be in summer league. <laughs> him and Obi, right? <laughs> yeah, him and Obi. No points for them. There's like no reason for them to be getting like 30 points every game. No. Nah. Or the playing some, 40 all, minutes. All the second year drivers for like this past draft went to some league and just balled out I, for no reason. I think it's just because like you know they don't know what's going to happen next year with the Knicks because like you know they have all those guards now. They have Rose. Yeah. They have Kimball Walker. They have. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So. I'm glad they dropped um, Alfred Payton. <laughs> yeah, it's time for him, bro. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised they ran the whole roster back then. But, I mean, it weren't really much better options on the market. I don't really think so. Can you repeat that? I said I, was, I said I was pretty surprised they brought the whole roster back for last year, though. Yeah, no, the whole roster. They literally the said roster. run it back. Indeed, they ran it back. I mean, how do you feel about your team, though? I like this. Everybody, everybody doesn't like the moves for some reason, but I like them though. Right. Timba had to go to his knees, and he couldn't play back to back for us, and it was messing up the rhythm. So we got him out there and brought back old reliable Al Horford. My God, you okay with that? I love Al, so y'all definitely. <laughs> 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 no. I was mad. I was mad he left in the first place. Yeah, you know, the team I'm really excited about is um the Nets. I mean, I'm not a fan, but I mean, you know, I love the villains, the League of what Villains. The League of Villains. The League of Villains. <laughs> oh, bro. Like, I'm, they're, they're the bad guys. I'm strictly rooting against the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have this. No, nah, it's just like, you know, you have to make KD is the funniest player in the NBA right now. No, nah, KD is hilarious. The funniest player. <laughs> Easily. He'd be on like a three, four year streak of just a streak of just being like unintentionally funny. <laughs> Teddy was oh. in, was in Tokyo in the whole like different time zone, still finding time to get on Twitter and defend himself. <laughs> what got me was that um it was that one tweet. It was like yo Kyrie need a better team around him, and then KD posted a picture of the guy just sitting on the air mattress in his <laughs> living room. I was like yo that's ruthless. My guy got time bro. He got too much time, that. actually. Too much. Too much time. <laughs> KD said he going to find time for the nonsense throughout his day. And then people just hate Kyrie for no reason. Yeah, Kyrie just a bad bro. I mean, he does little <laughs> annoying things that I can no, see. No, I know, but, like, it does not bother anybody. Yeah, it's not bothering anybody. He just it says just, some. He just talks in circles and it upsets people at times. Yeah, you know, you're just, like, looking at him, like, what this man doing? But then, like, you <laughs> go on with your business. Like, you don't have to interact with him, like. And he's still hoop too, so. Like, exactly. If you see like a like, 
he walks through DC, he's like a homeless man, like talking to himself, right? He's not gonna be yeah. like, yeah, yeah y'all like, go okay, y'all let him rock. Yeah, do you like you know? Yeah, let him go. So yeah. when Kyrie get in his little mode and his own, you know, don't let him be. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't have to interact with him, man. Like, you know. like last year, <laughs> well, last he, year he said he wanted to do no more interviews. No, the media people like threw a one bit tantrum. Yeah, exactly. Like let him not do interviews. He's not bothering anybody. Exactly. Yeah, I don't like him anyway. <laughs> and then like people was like, oh, it's his contract. It's the contract, but it, it is. But like, it's not your it's not your contract. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, let, let him be. Yeah, Kyrie sucks. Yeah, <laughs> still it's still public enemy number one in Boston for yeah. good reason. But oh yeah, I forgot I he was in Boston for a second. He will be it. <laughs> He's ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and, uh, Next season. <laughs> so yeah, change my mind, buddy. <laughs> but okay, that's, that's what I'm cheering for right now. <laughs> cheering for the Knicks. Yeah, just the, just because like I know everyone else hating. So do you want the Lakers to come out the West too? Then I actually I kind of do just because like you know I'm a I'm a mellow fan. I like yeah, Westbrook. Was, you know, I'm always defending West Westbrook. Right. Y'all be in a group chat arguing about Westbrook. But <laughs> was trying to get on. BJ admit he was wrong. He kept changing the subject. <laughs> exactly. No, Westbrook is a good player. They need to admit yeah. that. He's uh, a good player. And then like he's entertaining too. I mean I'm so mad he got he um, got traded from the Wizards before I could get a chance to go see him live. That is true. That is true. You know, the go ahead. Um last year they never opened up the arena yeah. to fans until the playoffs, I think. And by that time, mm-hmm. I didn't have any money to go to a game. And you know, like, I was in George, I was at George Mason. I was near, mm-hmm. you know, D.C. And, like, whenever, like, any big name came to D.C., like, the tickets were just ridiculous. I was, like, it was, like, $200 to watch LeBron James from those yeah. dudes. You he was know. up here during um, Kobe retirement tour, too. Yeah. I so was there, tickets. yeah. But it's I, like I couldn't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't afford to be up there. I was there, but I couldn't afford to be. That was great because as soon as he announced it, them ticket prices jumped up like the following hour. Yeah, no. For that um, Lakers game. I wanted to, but that's one thing I want to see. I want to see LeBron James before he leaves. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to try to make that happen this year. This year? I think so. Which game? Whenever the Lakers come through. Oh, to just like DC? Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I know last, no, what's last year or the year before you went to like, you know, Boston? Uh, about two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. So I was yeah. like, you know, where are you going to go see him at? I mean, you also, like, it's a small drive, but, you know, Charlotte, too. Yeah. What's that like? Maybe six-hour drive or something? Something if like that. that, you know. I mean, it's doable. Like, it's like, there's not heavy traffic, you know. No, that's true. So, like, cool. it's a straight drive. Where, like, you go to, like, New York or, yeah, you go to New York. Oh, brother. Oh, no. Yeah. Not brother. Traffic is dumb. <laughs> I never wanted to drive anywhere above Maryland. Yeah. But yeah, you know. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get on. We're gonna get on. <laughs> <We're playing> <laughs> yeah, like if it's like you know, if it's like a weekend game. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I can't okay. go anywhere in the week. But that's when it's affordable. <laughs> yeah, that's the girl I'm supposed to go a weekend. So I work during the week. I'm saying like if it's like a Monday night game, that's when it's actually affordable. But y'all boys might get Zion in a couple of years, though, the way um, he's looking in New Orleans. <laughs> Zion, the only guy who ain't showed up to summer league. 
Oh, popped up at a, um, a Duke event like two days ago. He's not happy right now. Nah, I know he's not, not happy. His stepdad came out the cut and said he, he was being coached too hard or something like that. Wait, what? <laughs> what did that mean? The, I don't know. I know, I, I know, but what did that mean, being coached too hard? I don't know. He said the practices and stuff won't make sense because I don't want to happen. I know, like, okay, like, put, like, putting too much pressure on them and just, like, um, you know, chewing them out. Cause, I guess. I mean, because, like, to be real, Zion have a lot of things he can fix in his game. He do. Yeah, he just, like, he, like, rely on his athleticism a little bit too much. I think so. Yes, he fixed a little things. He would be a lot better. Though. He is in there, though. Yeah, I know he's getting there, and, like, it takes time, but, like, I don't know. He, he need to fix the defense today. I haven't really watched much Zion, to be honest. I watched a decent amount of him. He's, like, he's really good, but like, I think defensively he's just kind of, I don't want to say lazy, yeah. but maybe he just has like fully caught up on that end to like the lead speed, maybe. But is he that guy like they made him out to be like, you know, in college and before he got drafted? Is he that guy? I think so. He is I think that guy. he's still that guy. I think so. Okay. Okay. Because like, I know there was like, all the hype surrounding him, and now it's yeah. just like you know, it's you know, he's all star, but also he averaged 27 last year. Um, yeah, layups. <laughs> I mean, if you can score all layups, that's a, that's a good thing, you know, exactly. Yeah, no, like, like the reason why were, people are behind the arc now, exactly. Like when they were trying to say Giannis needed the, some dribble pull ups in this game, the jumper. <laughs> Not if, no. no, you don't need it. <laughs> If you can just get to the hole, and, you know. It's convenient to have. It is convenient, but it's oh, easier it's, on the body, too. Exactly. But when, you know, seven feet tall, athletic freak, bigger and stronger than everybody, it's like, you know, make things easier. So. But, like, looking at the long term, though, like, that's a lot of wear and tear on your body, though. So, you know. Yeah, it does. And, like, you, all those hits are going to add up eventually. Yeah. yeah. She was LeBron finally got injured for the first time after, what, like, 18 years this past season, though? Surprising, like he doesn't. He need to drop the routine. He need to drop the routine. He need to drop the routine. I think we can afford the routine. I know what. I could be wrong, but I remember him saying like he was like spending a million dollars on like you know rehab and recovery stuff. I believe it. No, I believe it too. Dwayne Wade said his own workouts when they was teammates was crazy. He like, said LeBron was the one that got him and taking care of his body uh, more often and more seriously. I mean, it, like that's a huge component of it all. It really is. It, like taking care of your body, like because without health and without like you know being injury free, you can't get better. Because imagine like every time you get injured, you're going back down, yeah. and like you're doing all that workout, all that training, and you're building yourself up, and then you get injured and it go and all while you. And while you're going back down, all your peers that are staying healthy are going back are up. Are going up, yeah. That's yeah. what and happened they, uh, with Derrick Rose. Sadly. Exactly. I mean, Derrick Rose is still all right, but, like, it's not, he's not what he used to be. Nah, he, nah, he, nah, he missed, like, what, two years back-to-back with them injuries? Mm-hmm. No, nah, it just – it's just like you're just going back down the stairs, you know. Exactly. When you, you leave as a top dog, then you come back, and it's like three, four other people who don't. That's why Kevin Durant is so amazing. Yo, KD is crazy. Yeah, because, like, what, that Achilles? Like, they, said the Achilles to... they say the Achilles is the career ender, too. It that should man be. That came back and looked better than ever. 
Like you couldn't tell. You really could not tell. No, you really couldn't. And then you got someone like Clay, where like, like he got injured, and then he came right back and got another injury. So we was like, okay, so yeah. where are you at now? Like, are you good or? Right. So you went to you did the what? You went to school for being like a sports doctor or something like that. No, no, no. Uh, what you go for? Kinesiology, though, it's like the study of the human, like you know, human body, yeah, the human it. movement. The pro- like the scientific term is the study of human movement, but I just took like a not a, a lot of anatomy classes, a lot of physiology classes, you know, stuff okay. like that. So you know how Clay game is him being able to be in motion a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. He just run around and like yeah, you know, he has to have really good you know, stamina and conditioning. He, I mean, so he's I, all right. So after two like knee injuries, how do you think that will affect? Well, I think I think he's gonna be fine. I think like. Again, he's more like, you know, a set shooter. He runs and, like, you know, get the ball and shoot. I mean, that's fine. But, like, he's not like Derrick Rose trying to, like, you know, run a million miles per hour at the rim and do, like, yeah. a 360 spin and throw the ball with the left hand. You know, he's not doing that. He just, you know, you got to keep his endurance up and you got to keep his accuracy up. He's not going to be as strong. But if he, you know, he, he'd be fine. Yeah. From what I, what I believe, he'd be fine. You think so? He you know, yeah, he just need to get back in the rhythm of things, you know. Then he's gonna have like an early adjustment period, and then he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, like his his game is a lot different from some, someone like you know D Rose or Zion, like you said. Like you know, he's a, he's more of a set shooter. He don't yeah. heavily depend on his athleticism. But you know, I'm saying you don't think that'll affect his stamina or anything like that. No, it's going to a little bit. Plus, he's getting older too. Yeah, you put all that into a, a you know account, but like. If he's still shooting the way he's shooting, he'll find his role. He's still going to be decent. You know, like, that's you know. Now, nah, that's what's really impressive about Steph, too. Remember, Steph had the ankle injuries early on in the first couple of years of his career. That's someone and who it, I would love to see in person because, like, what he yeah. do on TV is unrealistic. Steph, <laughs> wow. That's a wild boy right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, again, I never saw him in person. Yeah. But, like, I, what I hear is I just, he's like, Incredible, like he's like just so quick. He just zoom across. Yeah, Steph get a ball up one part. Cornestino, he wide open in the corner for a three. Yeah, exactly. Like every time. They say he just incredibly quick. Exactly. He like thirty threes too, and mm-hmm. still like just as good as he ever was. Yeah, like this year without Clay and without like you know KD, it was like, is he really that guy? Is he really like? He answered so many questions, and he is that guy. He is him. <laughs> he is that guy, yeah. He is him. Plus, they missed the playoffs, so. but they're going to make it this year. Yeah, I mean, plus it was like that weird playoff play-in thing. Yeah, the know? play-in game. And Draymond banked in. I mean, missed the floater off the bank, off the backboard. Yeah, yeah. Wide open. You got your Draymond. Then, then when he then when he got pressed about it, he was like, "Why would I shoot the ball when I can just pass it to Steph and he can shoot it?" I mean, that's a very valid point, you know. It's it's a valid point, but it's not valid when Steph is getting like <laughs> triple team as soon as he crosses that court because <laughs> you refuse to shoot the ball. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, no, you you're right. It, it's not really valid. Like you gotta have some trust in yourself. And, in a normal but, year, it'd be valid. Yeah, but he'd be having like triple doubles with only like you know. 10 points, you know. <laughs> so, man. The results be there. They're going to be fine, yeah. too. I like yeah, that rookie they got. Yeah. 
the dude, um, Kuminga, who they gave the disgusting nickname to. Yeah. He's pretty good. He'll be fine. Yeah, no, they're good. Uh, sure. The team I really want to destroy are the Hawks. You want, uh, you, <laughs> Trey you Young, want, you want Trey Young here? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. what I don't know. He was just so disrespectful for some reason. Like, I don't know why. Like, he got to me. <laughs> that man shushed the crowd on you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I was crazy. talking too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back here in Virginia talking about him. <laughs> Talk- <laughs> When they asked you on the side of the street, you were screaming F Trey Young too. Like the other Knicks fans in the video. <laughs> but I thought the Knicks were gonna win that series on that though. I mean, I did too, but Trey Young was just different. Yeah. Like And then Julius Randle had a really bad series too, so Yeah. If he just plays average, they probably won. Or at least take it to seven. No, I mean they were just playing harder on him and he wasn't used to it, you know. Yeah. But Have you been in the playoffs before? Like, was that his, like, first time in the playoffs? Yeah, it was his first time. First time in the playoffs? He wasn't used to, like, playoff basketball, you know? Yeah, especially in the Garden, too. Yeah, especially being that, you know, being the team lead, you know, being the all-star yeah. on the team. Yeah, that's different right there, especially when the game slow down, too. Yeah. You actually got to go get it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You target it. Yeah. And then there's no scoring around them because it's the Knicks, you know? That's the Knicks, yeah. That's yeah. no scoring by committee after him. Yeah, exactly. So, but ain't nobody else getting hot there, man. Exactly. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, how do you feel about R.J. Barrett? I like I didn't like R.J. a lot coming out of college, but I really like him now, though. No, I like him. I like him, too. I'm a, he just, like, he needs to be a more consistent scorer. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's yeah. still, he still got, like, some rough tendencies of, like, he still gets tunnel vision. But mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. like, all strong get that to some extent, but, the sky's the limit for that man. So you know. yeah, definitely. he made a really big leap this past season from his rookie yeah. season. Exactly. I think it's just like you know they got a better coach. Yeah, and, you know, a better you know better team in general. You know, it's all about putting them in some in the best spots for him to succeed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like RJ though. Who else on the Knicks? I rock with Todd still. That's my guy for a while. Gibson. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to tie on the Celtics for the longest, but he just, they just never signed him. <laughs> he just, and every time Tails pop up with a new job, there he go following him. Him and Derrick Rose. Every yep. time Tails get a new job, him and D Rose right there. Yep. <laughs> now, that's funny, though. That's funny how that works, right? <laughs> Minnesota, New York. Like, I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> I'm going to follow my coach. <laughs> follow my guy. And he knows know they're going to get, I mean, they know they're going to get paid too every time he does. Mm-hmm. So Tails go out for him. You think Kim were going to be all right this season with y'all, though? I mean, yeah, like, so I'm guessing they plan on starting Kimba and, like, you know, D. Rose going to come off the bench for him. That's yeah, what him and, yeah. and Kimba and Fournier and D. Rose and quickly off the bench. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Kimba probably missed some games, though, to rest his knees, so they still probably get a lot of yeah. decent minutes. I mean, a lot of those players, they need rest, you know. Yeah. Kimba and Rose, like, so much of hoop career for a minute that you gave up. <laughs> it, was, it was brief. It was it brief. Was very, it was brief. All right. So how, so how old was you when you started playing at first? So I think I, so I can't. I met you when you was like eleven. You was already. Yeah, well, I, was, I was playing like backyard basketball, you know. Yeah. So I was out basketball court when I was like three years old shooting up by myself. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean this goal was at ten feet too, and I was just like you know taking it, just like <laughs> launch it. <laughs> Like, you know, 
go out there every single day, actually. They used to make fun of me because I used to go out there in jeans. <laughs> yeah, you was out there in jeans, too, so I remember that. Yeah, look, I didn't have that many pairs of shorts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Wear what you can. Yeah, me too. That's how, you yeah. know you was a, that's how you know you was a hooper, though. Yeah, like, the thing is, like, I was like a backyard court basketball player. Like, if I shoot it, it was going to go in. But then when I finally made it to, like, a real, like, you know, gym, everything was different. Yeah. Because, like, you know, the rims are more solid and they bounce, the ball bounce more. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really had to, like, like learn how to shoot again. Right. From, like, you so know, you- 10, yeah, go ahead. Now, did you so did you see the argument of the Hooper versus basketball player today? A couple a weeks ago, a little bit, a little bit. What was so it? dude was so dude. His point was really the way he was too, but the point was that a Hooper is the dude who goes in the black top, the backyard, and gets his game on. But the basketball player is the one who can adjust their game in an organized setting. I mean, if that's how you want to label it, yeah. I mean, but I said it. And it made sense, but you yeah. can't say such and such a pro isn't a hooper, which was no, the problem. Mean, organized basketball is completely different from backyard yeah. or street basketball. And the way, like, I grew up, I guess I'm like, what you call it, the hooper one? The hooper yeah. who on the blacktop? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I was that guy back then. So, like, you know, I used to play with my guys who, who play organized basketball all their life. And I used to like yeah. dog them on a black court, black court or black top, whatever. But in a real basketball game, I'm limited. So okay, so what's so explain that adjustment and what's difficult about it? I guess. I mean, it just like it, it's hard. It's hard to say. I really can't tell you. I mean, there's like more strategy, and you know, you have an actual coach that's telling you what to do and stuff. So like. You're like you're not just like you know just going out crossing over and just trying to get rebound and stuff like. So, for my AAU teams, for example, like I'll play better with like you know just random athletic people and we just run the court. That's fine. But then like when I get on a real like organized basketball team where we have to like pass the ball four times before we shoot, that was not my game. And it just like it just like it takes you out of your comfort zone basically. Yeah, so that's the problem with the guys who like to get all and get all their fancy dribbles and control yeah. their own floor of the game. So yeah, exactly. when they get to the organized setting, they have to play in the confines of the refs, the coach, the system, then they short them. And that wasn't really yeah. – and you didn't prefer that. You preferred to just be I mean, free yeah, I know, like, I'm just, game. like – I shine because, like, I was able to get rebounds. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm short. I'm not yeah. that short, but, like, compared to, like, Real basketball players, I'm sure. I'm like, five, and he was nine. athletic too. Yeah, so I was able to jump and run, but thing is, like, I was limited because I like if I drop to the hole, there's like three guys right there, like two times my size, and like I'll have to pass it out, and like, and like it, it's up to my teammates to like you know kind of read me, like what is what I'm gonna do, so I have to pass the ball to my teammate. Yeah. So like you know. You have, like, it's that chemistry aspect of it, too. I have, like, other, like, you know, hoopers on the team with me. Then we know what we're going to do. We're just going to run and we're going to jump. Right, right. It's better. So what, did you, so what level did you – so you didn't make the roster. Did you quit at the uh, JV? I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I got offered to be on varsity. But yeah. I was doing better in track anyways. 
So what was funner, AAU or school ball? AAU is more fun. Hey, why is that? AAU is more fun because it's like everything besides the basketball aspect of it. You know, yeah. you're staying overnight in the hotel with your friends. After the game, you get like three, four hours to hang out with your friends, just goof off, do dumb stuff, chase girls, all that stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but then at school basketball, you dress up, you go to school, you have your team meeting, you eat dinner, you play the game, and you right back at home. Yeah. So, you know, AU, you're allowed to explore more, you know, have more fun, yeah. travel, laugh. Gotcha. You're, like, gotcha. you're not in school, you know, you don't have the restrictions on you. Yeah, you don't have to you don't have to worry about your grades and stuff like that. I mean, not just your grades, but like you know, you just like school rules. You know, no cursing, no whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. hey, you you have more freedom. Like you just outside hanging out with your friends. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, how do you feel about what people say? Hey, you was kind of getting bad for the youth these days. I guess. I mean. Like, um, for example, like, um, you know, I coach track, right? So, yeah. AU track is growing up, like, it's growing in the area that we're in. Mm-hmm. And now we have athletes who are trying to skip our practice to go to AU track practice. Yeah. And uh, athletes don't need four or five different coaches because, like, it kind of messes with their game. Like, it's like, so I have to go out and I have to reach out to the AAU coaches and like, what are you telling the athletes? What are you um, teaching them? Just so we be on the same page, so like we don't step on each other's toes or we contradict each, or you know contradict each other. So we have to make sure we like coaching and teaching the same thing. Like yeah. we have to make sure our curriculum is overlapping. You know. So that's like that's my main issue. You just got to communicate. But like AAU coaches, they trying to steal your athletes away. <laughs> And it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm okay with sharing, but let's just be on the same page here. You know? Yeah, so you programming one thing in Avon, and then they go to AAU practice over the weekend, and that was a whole different thing that you got to attempt to get reset weekly or whatever. And then, like, you know, I like to coach by, like, the book. You know, I, I like the science behind everything. Like, I have my degree mm-hmm. in kinesiology and everything. And these athletes, these kids are tearing their bodies up because – they have no recovery days, no rest. Like, rest is a huge component. I don't know if you heard the theory of um, supercompensation, but basically, every time you work out, you're causing damage to your muscles. Yeah. And your muscles, like, when they rest, recover and build up stronger and stronger. But if you don't get that recovery, that rest, you're going to keep, like, just breaking your muscles down farther and farther. And then it's just going to take longer time to recover. And it just messed with your whole training cycle. Makes sense. Which yeah. goes back to what you said earlier. And then when you have to miss days to recover from the injuries you get, now you're yeah. setting yourself back. Exactly, exactly. So it's, it's all about communication. And hey, you coaches, like, you know, they have to bring in their athletes because they get paid out of pocket. Yeah. Or like I get contracted by the school. Where, like, you know, I don't have to go out there and recruit as hard as AAU coaches. Yeah. So, just like personal training. Personal training, you have to go out there and find your clientele. AAU coach, you have to go out there and find their players and stuff. So, I don't know how it works for, like, you know, the big AAU teams. But, like, you know, who, like, constantly get athletes in and out. But I know for, like, the smaller aspect, you have to go out there and you have to recruit. Yeah. 
Yeah. I do wonder how the big ones do it too. But the big um AU products are funded by like Nike and Adidas and stuff like that. Yeah, and so I'm they pretty sure they have the, like, you know, rich parents and stuff too, you know. Yeah. So they can afford to get on planes and then maybe go find the you know yeah. kids in other areas and bring yeah. them back to their county, city or whatever the you know, I grew up a little broke, so like I didn't join one <laughs> AAU team because they offer like they have to pay two hundred dollars to play. And I like my mom don't have that, and I'm not gonna like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I joined enough. the team that would cost fifty bucks. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you already know the big, big caliber athletes, the guys who go on the D one. You know, somebody probably they get their thing covered automatically anyway. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. They also have the better coaches, too, who actually understand, like, you know, they need recovery and everything. Mm-hmm. And they, like, they step back during, like, you know, the school year. Yeah. You know, pick them up as soon as school year, um, you know, finished. Because, what, school ball is from, what, like, November to February? Yeah. That three months, you know, they could wait. Exactly. But, you know, track and field is all year. Yeah, but see, yeah, you got indoor yeah. and outdoor. Indoor, outdoor, and then AAU and summer track. Yeah. It's it literally all year. Yeah. So, so, like, you really coaches work. are trying to take them all year. Yeah. So, they got really worked to still instill them rest days and the kids and whatnot for that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, switching. So, when you switch from basketball and decide to go track full time, what was that like? What was you thinking during that period? Um, so, to be real, I just was not really liking my. I just wasn't really liking basketball at the time because yeah. we were on like a decent school team, but like the coach was like playing playing favoritism to the kids who have height. And again, I was like, you know, five, 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 six at the time. And then after I broke my ankle, uh, I went up to try to block a guy shot and I came down wrong. Yeah. And I broke my ankle. So after that, my coach, he, he didn't really talk to me after that. And then the track coach was like, what are you doing, doing nothing? Why are you just sitting there? Let's do some rehab. Let me get you ready for, like, you know, states and track. I was like, okay, that makes sense. So I started doing, like, rehab with the coach. And then, like, you know, that year, we ended up winning states indoor and outdoor. So I was on a basketball team where, like, one coach was like, oh, if I can't use you, I'm not really going to talk to you. Then I had a track coach who was like, I want to bring everything out of you. I want you to win. Yeah. I, I want I want you to I want you to do great. So that's kind of what happened. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go with track the following year. Like, why am I playing basketball when the coach don't really care? Because when I was injured, he didn't talk to me. Yeah. Opposed to the track coach who took you and took you to rehab and physical therapy and your yeah. workouts and stuff like that. that yeah, exactly. Sense. And then like you know that following year, I like that's when I became like that guy in track. You know, I started like you know winning all the events, started getting the medals. You know. <laughs> Made a name for myself. What was your best event? The 400, 200? Uh, no, my best event actually was the triple jump. The triple jump, right? Even back then? Yeah, like, no, like, so I, I started off being the 400 runner. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thing. But then um, we ended up graduating, like, you know, 12 seniors that won state championships, like, like, the following year. So after we graduated them, it was like, um... I need you to try some triple jump or long jumps to get more points. I went out there and triple jump, and I didn't jump anything that far. I jumped like 38 feet. And, but like we had guys on the team who jumped like 42 feet, which is still like a little bit better, but still not that good. 
And they started like, you know, making fun of me, talking trash to me. You know, I have that competitor mindset. And I was like, nah, it ain't gonna happen. So I went outside every day for the following like two, three weeks. And I practiced by myself every single day. And then the next track me, I went out and jumped like 44 feet. And yeah, <laughs> and Triple Jump was my event after that. <laughs> it was on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what it is. Like they started talking trash to me. I was like, I'm not having that, you know. I grew up watching like the same Bo, Muhammad Ali, Dwayne Rock Johnson. I was like, you know, I'm gonna talk my <laughs> snack and you ain't gonna beat me. Yeah, the the rock name dropped it the funniest one. <laughs> no, nah, it was like what the rock is based off of Muhammad Ali, you know, he talked yeah. the snack too, you know. I don't know. It was just funny. <laughs> but that's dope, man. And you oh, draw yeah. jumped and ran track all through high school. Mm-hmm. And went to Mason. Yep. So what's the, so? How was the transition from high school track to collegiate track? Oh, um, completely different, completely different. So high school track, it was kind of like you know you just go out there and you just have fun, you know you joking and like our workouts wasn't that serious, you know. Yeah. Like I never actually did like real jumping drills or anything I actually did in college. Like college was a complete transition for me. But then like all my other teammates. Like, they knew what they were expecting. They knew what was happening because they did that in their high school program. But they said, us country boys, we don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, really, like, we just go out and run. There was, like, no science behind anything, really. We just go out there and we compete. Wow. Then, like, so joining, like, a real program, getting, like, real training, it kind of really, like, threw me off a little bit. Like, my coach was, like, rough on me because, like, he had to go back and, like, teach me more things than he had to teach other other people because, like, yeah. I didn't learn them. So... And we come from the small county, too. We, you know, exactly. we didn't have all the high-tech facilities and training like the that, knowledge either. that the big program will have. No, literally, we just compete. That's all. Yeah. So then, my freshman year, like, I got chewed out a lot, like I said. <laughs> and then, um... Eventually, like, like I started, like, decreasing in performance-wise. Like, I wasn't getting better. And then one day, like, everything just clicked for me. And, like, I started PRing, getting personal records, like, every event, every track meet, you know. So I became better. Yeah. And it's still the freshman year? You no, know, yeah, my freshman year, yeah. Okay. And I end up getting, like, at my conference championship my freshman year, I ended up getting, like, second. No, I got third in long jump. Third in triple jump and seventh place in seventh place in high jump. So, at the whole every, nation, at the or the conference. Yeah, right? my conference. We were in yeah, the eight tens. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And then my sophomore year, I came back and I was a lot better. Like I was like top dog in both long and triple jump. Mm-hmm. And then I end up. Breaking my back, actually, my sophomore year. You know, I told you about that. Yeah. Yeah, my back hanging on by a string. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, how that happened was um, I was at my conference championship. I was predicted to win. I end up long jumping. And on my first attempt, I ended up over-rotating and landed mm. straight on my butt. And then Oof. I ended up unknowingly broke, breaking my back. So, I broke oh. my back. and But I kept competing. Yeah. I didn't know it was broken, you know. So then I was in second place the entire time in the competition because, like, you know, I was, like, 
jumping hurt. Yeah. And so then on my last attempt, I was like, you know, forget it. I'm going for it. So I ran full speed. I had the jump of my life. And then my hamstring pulled. And then I just literally, like, fell straight on my face and just rolled out the pit. Like, the momentum threw me out the pit. Yeah. And then, thing is, with that jump, that jump still put me in, like, second place. And I landed <laughs> and I landed on my face and I rolled out the pit. I didn't finish the jump. So that was the jump that got away. That's crazy. So then after that, I came back outdoor and won the long and triple jump. Still on, on the my, bad back. On a bad back, on no re, on no workouts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally, I was injured the entire like outdoor track season and I just came back and I competed and I won. Yeah, just because I was like healthy enough. You was healthy enough. You ain't think to attempt to sit out the season, or you ain't trying oh, to. Oh no, I did. Enough. I did. Uh, my coaches like actually like kind of bully me into competing. Wow. Uh, I remember you told. I remember you saying yeah, something about that. Like they kind of pushed me and forced me to compete. Like they used that. Um, they try to like, oh, if you don't compete, we ain't gonna win the track meet. You letting your teammate down. They try to guilt me into competing. And you know, I'm I'm young. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm going to do it. I'm going to compete. Mm. And I asked for a red shirt, but they told me no. So I went out there and I competed anyways. And I ended up winning the long and triple jump. But after I, in, oh, after I won the event, I ended up injuring myself again right after, like during competition. Because I, oh. I wasn't ready to be back. Yeah. But, so then, like, the rest of my track career, I was just injured the entire time. Because, the like, last you know, two years. Yeah, just back issue, hamstring issues. It, so how I, much did you? So how much were you able to compete at your fullest potential those last two years? Oh, at my fullest potential? Yeah, none. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. how much did I like? I didn't really practice much either. Yeah, I would just so come you, out like at conference and like go out there and win conference. Half injured. Half injured. Still wrong. Half injured. Um, mind not right because I'm injured like you know it's mentally like yeah. frustrating so that's the thing i won four conference titles and made it to like you know the ncaa region tournament and everything mm-hmm. injured 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 yeah that's well yeah so that's with um so pretty much like i have like i have arthritis in my back now because yeah. of like that injury back then yeah mm-hmm. So I'm too young the, for arthritis. Way too young. <laughs> way too young for arthritis. So did the foot instead of your injury get diagnosed back then, or was that no? I didn't. I just got like, diagnosed like last year. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I've been out of college for a few years now. Good Lord. I haven't competed in forever. No, like literally, like because like when I got injured, my hamstring was the main issue because I couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. No one was thinking about my back because I couldn't walk because of my hamstring. So I did a lot of hamstring rehab. I went to a chiropractor, which probably wasn't the best thing for me. I shouldn't be getting cracked and manipulated like that. Knowing <laughs> <laughs> I have a broken back, but like that's who they sent me to. Yeah. So um, yeah, but then like my back kept getting injured, and they're just like, oh, because you have tight muscles, oh, because your hamstring tight, oh, because your hips are not flexible. Then, excuse me. And then like years later, I was like. Let me go to a doctor because I'm still having pain. 
And then the doctor was like, oh, let me get an x-ray. And he's like, yeah, your back is jacked up. You have a crack here. Your rib is dislocated here. You have this going on over here on your SI joint. So, like, my body was messed up completely. And I was okay. like, you know, you solved that issue for me in, like, 20 minutes. But I had, like, all the athletic trainers and all the coaches looking at me, and they can't figure out what was wrong with me. They tell me I have tight muscles. <laughs> None of the athletic trainers ever thought to send you for an MRI or an X-ray. No, that's the thing because athletic trainers like they they don't get along with doctors that much or that well. At least from my experience, because like yeah. you know they like it's like oh you think you're better than me type deal. Or athletic trainers like it's just a nine to five job for them. Yeah, they realize they're messing with people's lives, you know. <laughs> and then sometimes you know the doctors are like they think they know everything too, so. <laughs> So that's naturally that they butt heads on all that. Yeah. So like instead of like taking a step back and just like, hey, let me figure out what's really going on here, or let's work together and let's collaborate. They then are just trying to diagnose you off with like a twenty second look. Oh man, that's like tough. you don't have X ray vision. You can't tell me what's inside my body. <laughs> exactly. I'm more about how you walk in with a back brace for like twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So like that's the main issue. Like. You know, I have a lot of coworkers. They're like, "Why don't you sue?" You, you I should. I should, you, but you definitely will have a chance. <laughs> yeah, but that's what happened. Like, I competed like two years. I did well enough. See, that's the thing, though. I was competing and I was winning. Yeah. Injured, so they were just like, "Oh, you're not really hurt." Because yeah, you're, I can see that. Because you're winning, you're just crying, or you just, you know. You just complaining. Mm. You're looking for something to complain about. You're a locker room lawyer, but then, <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, go to a real doctor and they're like, "Yeah, your back is broken." I'm like, "I told you so. I can feel what's inside my body." You know? yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But when so, the athletes be trying to sit out because they claim they hurt, then they get that's when the criticism from they, they they try to guilt you into it. They're like, "Oh, you're not <laughs> working hard enough. You're not destroying yourself because." You want to make that little paycheck, you know. You know all that about the mental health is and mental health mm-hmm. issues and stuff like you know, um, Simone Biles and Naomi and all yeah. that. Like that's real. Definitely. Yeah, like people think it's a game, but like no, like especially in um, with gymnastics. Yeah. Or young, yeah. where you get the twisties. Where you, exactly. When you got to, <laughs> where you required to be. On the on the um a great plane mentally because yeah. like one wrong twitch and you might come down wrong. That's be like ten feet in the air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like and like it's just a huge mental component. Like, see, I went to a sports psychologist one time though, but it didn't work well for me because work. I actually, I told a lady like my story and everything. I was like, I don't feel safe. I don't feel. I feel like I'm gonna hurt myself again. And she was just like, Oh, it sounds like you're scared. <laughs> Okay. And I was just like, you know, no. Years later, my, my back is broken. Speaking of sports psychology, do you think Ben Simmons needs to see a sports Sorry, psychologist? Sorry, Brian just walked in. Oh, uh, of course. <laughs> Give me one second. Give me like one second real quick. All right. Just try. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I said Ben Simmons. I said, do you think Ben Simmons needs to see a sports psychologist? 
to get to uh, the root of why, like, why he refused to shoot the basketball. You need to talk to somebody, but you need to find the right guy that or the right right woman to talk to. Like you know, you just can't yeah. go to anybody. You have to go to someone who like truly understands you and not just out there to make a paycheck. You know. Yeah. That's the issue because like if you go out there to someone who's just trying to make a paycheck, they're just gonna rush you back out there and tell you like you know you got a champ. <laughs> you got a champ, <laughs> but he's not injured or anything. He just needs to. No, I I know he's not shoot injured. Shoot the jumper. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I know, but like, you know, they just, they're not going to give you real advice. Like, you need to find someone <laughs> who truly understands you, who really cares about yeah. your well being. They're going to be like, bro, just shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of mental You make more money if you shoot it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Speaking of mental health, the Shikari joint. So, why exactly is we ban a banned substance for trying? Why? Yeah, because of the same reason why it's a banned substance for like everything else in the world, you know, it just it's frowned upon. It's frowned upon. Yeah, I mean, so it, we, we could get political, but I'm pretty sure that's not the scope <laughs> no, of this. No, um, no, no we don't have time. We don't have time for that. We here all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a political political thing, you know. It's, it's banned because you know. Didn't they say marijuana is like a masking substance for other drugs or something? Is that true? Well, something dumb, you know. Some, oh, something dumb. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, nah. So it, the thing was kind of BS, but like she, at the same time, she knew, but like yeah. it's just BS. <laughs> That's BS. And she about to run BS. next week, so you know. Yeah. So what? So what tournament is actually going on next week? Uh, it's not a tournament. It's like it's Diamond League, so it's like professional track. You know, okay. I can't really explain it. They just have like competitions like all over Europe and stuff. You know. Yeah. So are these like paid events, or do they still no, mostly yeah, get paid off sponsorships? You get paid if you win. If you win, okay. I, I, I don't know the whole aspect of Diamond League. I, because, like, you know, who, who actually knows? <laughs> the track is still. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I think you get paid if you win your event. See, these guys, they, they get paid off of, like, you know, endorsements and stuff. That's how they make all their money. So I wear all the Nike products, the Nike Nike uh, spikes, and then, you know, that's where they get their money from. And then like they get small awards if like they win competitions. So then if you and the more you win, the more commercials and sponsorships and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So like, um, so like, let's say I think she win a race or something, she get like ten thousand or something. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, it's not bad, but like for the people who keep getting eighth place, what do you get? I'll <laughs> <laughs> see you next year, champ. <laughs> yeah. Again, like I don't know how accurate what I'm saying is, but like, yeah, that's how we how the system works. Yeah. So, yeah, Olympic track. So, what's the state of America's national team? Our national team. I mean, we doing all right. We just young guys now. Like there's people our age, like 24, 25, finally stepping up. Like. Yeah. Like Grant Holloway and Noah Lyles, like the two guys, like Noah Lyles is like the 200 meter dash runner. Mm-hmm. Um, and Grant Holloway, he broke the world record in the hurdles. They from Virginia, like. Oh, word. I used to see them in track meet. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, like they're a little bit younger than me. Like I used to see them. Like, yeah. Um. So they they doing well. They doing all right. And then we have. Arian Knighton, I believe his name is. He's a 17-year-old kid. Broke Usain Bolt U20 record. Ooh. He's doing all right. So he on a, he on a come up, though. He's on a come up. Yeah, I think he got 
he plays top eight in the Olympics. Yeah. He's 17. That's not bad. So, by the time yeah. he was not, let me come around 17. So, by the time he's 21. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. Should... He's still growing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's still, still he's a kid. He's a kid yeah, exactly. still. So. <laughs> he's a high school kid at that. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, are we on pace to beat the Jamaicans in any of the next two Olympics? In what event? What are you trying to say? Short sprints? <laughs> in the sprints, yeah. I mean, guys, yeah, girls. Um, who knows right now? No, nah, them girls look ready. <laughs> <laughs> you saw what I saw. Yeah, one, I two, three. One day, them girls was crazy. Yeah, you saw what I saw. So they they cut different. I don't know about the guy. I mean, I don't know about the women, but all we can do is cheer them on. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy, <laughs> guys, but guys, be straight. Guys are straight. Yeah, guys were straight. But right now, the girls, the hurdles in the 400 dash and 800, like that's where like the girls track is actually like, or women track is actually going off. Yeah. And those are the events you need to watch and pay attention to. Like Cindy McLaughlin um, broke the 400 meter record, 400 meter hurdle record. Mm-hmm. She the truth. She the truth. She the truth. That's what's up. That's what's up. Back to who's who's that? Um, who grade that little girl around the way is in this year 11? The Olivia uh, girl, yeah, yeah, Olivia McGee, yeah, she's in 11th yeah. grade. Olivia's in like 10th grade this year, right? Uh, or 11th, it, it, she's in 11th grade, yeah. I don't know, oh, uh, she a hooper, so no, yeah, yeah, she, she's definitely gonna, like gonna hit her before she get too famous. <laughs> Shoot her email, be like, hey, trying to just interview, <laughs> <laughs> you should get her. I'm gonna try. Uh, yeah, before she gets too famous. Uh, yeah, she's a nice person. I uh, hit her on Twitter one day. It was like, you hooping. Keep it up. She said, thank you. <laughs> and she followed me. So, um, so that's step one. <laughs> but, nah. You know, I can't but, say too you much. Can't say much. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But, nah, let's, let's close this. So, to end every episode of the pod, I do a top five segment where I take the guests and ask them a handful of questions specifically for them. All right. So you ready? Yeah. All right, go ahead. All right. First, the generic basketball question. Just your five favorite players. My five play- favorite players. Um, yeah. Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Carmelo, Emmanuel Quickly, Russell Westbrook. Nice. Had to give Quickly some love. All right. Yes, of course. Another sports question. Let right. me get your top five GOAT athletes. Go to Yeah. LeBron James. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron James. Tom Brady. Usain Bolt. Serena Williams. And probably Muhammad Ali. Probably Muhammad Ali. Yeah. I need to write that down. The go to all jokes. But um, yeah. all right, that's the question. You call the world. Big Dreamville. Let me show five favorite cold songs. Five favorite cold songs. Um, that's a tough one. Lights Please is my number one. Yeah. No Role Models. Uh, I'm really rocking with um, Applying Pressure right now. Yeah. But I don't know if that's going to stay in my top five. It's just hot right now. <laughs> um. Power trip and wet dreams, probably. 
you will have what dreams in the top five? Have three of the top five? So you will have what dreams in the top five? I mean, I, I'm trying to think, <laughs> man, you know. But I'm saying, like, in five years from now, what J. Cole song are we still going to be playing? So, you know. I heard you. I heard you. Uh, last question. Let's get the nerd question ahead. Let me top five favorite anime. Okay. Naruto's number one. That that's you said what? No, I'm not playing. <laughs> okay, okay. Naruto's number like one. Dragon Ball Z is number two. Just because like, you know, there's no anime without Dragon Ball Z. That's the day one. Yeah. That's like, you know, the Michael Jordan of Dragon <laughs> But you know, um, Naruto's LeBron James, but we're gonna get in that conversation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Death Note. Uh, trying to think of two more. This is, is difficult. Uh, I mean, because I have an anime club, so this is. Really? <laughs> yeah, you don't have an anime club. Um, yeah. I can't think of the other two right now. I just know those are top three. Um, Haiku is honorable mention. Honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, that's a volleyball anime. Yeah, I love some Haiku. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a try one of these days. Yeah, no, it, it's it's worth it. I, it, I keep it, hearing everybody say that. And then I'm trying to think of number five. I do not want to say My Hero Academia, but My Hero is up there, but I don't think it's top five. Top five. Yeah, I, I have to go with just those four. All right, all right I'm going to let it slide. Yeah, well, <laughs> but my anime club, um, the two favorite out of my students who, like, you know, actually – all what their favorite animes is My Hero Academia and Black Butler for some reason. I could see that. Really? Yeah. Like, I've heard, Black Butler. I've heard, I've heard people say they like it. Out of, out, of, out of everything. Yeah, you'd Black be surprised. Butler. You'd be surprised. It's, it's, it's some, it has a fan base. Some yeah, I mean, I try to watch it and like people are just, uh, yeah, it, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for like, you. Someone they like sexualizing the the devil or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> not, yeah, not my, that's not my thing either. Yeah. Well, alright, brother. I appreciate you coming on here. Alright, no problem, man. Right, you're a good all time. Right. Welcome Have back good anytime. Alright, you too. Appreciate. Be you. back in DC some sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, make it my day off, please. That's up to you, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>